0: Well, today's really special because, in a sense, we're having Mission Sunday from the field. And uh, we're hearing from a couple of our legends that we support. You know, I love that we do great projects, but we also partner with great people, integral people, people who are out there giving their all, giving their lives and impacting the world. And firstly, we're going to hear from Jamie Peters. Jamie and Leah Peters, we've known them for many, many years now, over a decade at least, and uh, you know this family have been serving in Africa i believe for over 30 years in the nation of Malawi in Burundi and other nations they have been serving god faithfully through civil conflicts and civil wars in in dangerous situations these guys are the real deal and they could they could be pastoring a church a great church in america yet they've chosen to leave all that behind and sow the Word of God in the, in the continent of Africa. And their dream is to plant 1,000 churches across Africa. And we're so honored to be able to partner with them, to empower them to plant churches, to empower them to help people in need. And uh, they are just legends. So sit back, relax, lean into the Word, open your heart and allow God to stretch your faith as we hear from Pastor Jamie. Let's check it out.
1: Praise the Lord, Imaginations Church, what an honor it is to share a few thoughts with you. It says, speak up for the people who have no voice, for the rights of all the down and outers. Speak out for justice, stand up for the poor and destitute. Imaginations Church, if there's anybody who knows how to do that, it's you guys for what you have been able to do over the years in Africa and around the world, in particular for us, uh, through your faith promises, empowering and helping people like us uh, to speak up, as it were, for those who don't have a voice, for those who are down and outers for those who are oppressed, poor, and without any hope. Earlier this year, I shared with our church here in Bujumbura, from Zachariah, it says, return to your fortress, you prisoners of hope. You prisoners of hope. And it, says, it goes on to say, and I, the Lord your God, will restore to you double." As prisoners of hope, as I was meditating on that, I was thinking about how often, when you find yourself in a difficult situation, where there is injustice and there is there are those who are poor and destitute and without any kind of help, the down and outers, you look at the situation and you think, "Wow, what what difference can I make? What can I do?" And um, and you just this, sometimes just the, the situations can seem hopeless. But if we become prisoners of hope, and to me it's uh, the scripture that spoke out to me about being prisoners of hope and helping those who are hopeless. But you see, you can only give what you have. You know, Peter and John said to the lame man going into the, to the temple, he said, you know, only get, we, we don't have any silver and gold, but what we have, we give to you. And so you can only give what you have. And so if we have hope, if we're prisoners of hope, we can minister hope to those who are hopeless. And I was thinking about Abraham and how Abraham... He and Sarah were beyond the years of having children. Um, Sarah was barren, and they were, you know, 99 and 100 years old, and it just seemed hopeless, absolutely hopeless. And uh, but I like the scripture in, in Romans. It says that Abraham believed. By uh, I'm sorry, it's engraved in my mind in the Swahili. It says. Uh, Ibrahimo uh, Ali Amini, kwa kutumaini, kutumainiwa. He believed by having hope in that, where, where there, in that that you could not hope in, where there was no hope. And so, when, when, when we can come to that place when we have no hope but yet have hope, I believe that's when we become prisoners of hope. And when we become prisoners of hope, then we can minister to hope uh, to those who don't have hope, the hopeless and the destitute, and the poor. And so we can be that voice uh, for those who have no voice, as it were. And I was um, also just meditating on some other scriptures that I read a couple days ago, and I wanted to share that with you from Mark chapter 1, verse 29 up to 31 from the NIV. Mark 1, 29 through 31 NIV. As soon as they, Jesus and his disciples, left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever and they immediately told Jesus about her. Notice it says, they were her voice, as it were. It says they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand and helped her up. The fever left her and watch this. And she began to wait On them so what's exciting from these verses we can see that Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a fever and those there were her voice they went to Jesus they told Jesus about her Jesus went and ministered to her and then it says and she got up and began to to wait on those or to serve those there in the house and so what's exciting about being able to be a voice is you get to speak up for those like Peter's mother-in-law, go to Jesus on their behalf, tell Jesus about them, about their needs, and minister to them the word, or whatever physical needs they may have uh, that, 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 that the Lord has empowered you with, that ability to be able to, to help someone. And then when they're being helped, or once they've been helped, then they can get up and help others and minister to others. Thank you for empowering us with your faith promises and your faith promises around the world and what you're doing to reach out to others and helping people like me and my family to be a voice to those who have no voice. And then we can in turn minister as you, through your generous gifts, empower us, then we can reach out, minister to others, and then they in turn can minister to others as Peter's mother-in-law here in these scriptures I just read to you. So um, we, through the example that you guys have, have been to, to us here in Africa and our churches in Africa, we've also introduced faith promises. And um, through our faith promises, we're able to do what we can in planting churches, feeding the hungry. Uh, we go into one of the local hospitals. The hospitals don't provide food. Uh, for the sick and so we have to people have to rely on family and friends to go in and feed so we use that as an outreach and through our faith promises we're able to buy food take it into the hospital once a month minister the word pray over the sick and feed them by our faith promises and now we can be the voice uh, for others so thank you for empowering us uh, through your faith promises thank you for your vision and your heart to be the voice for your generous contributions and now because of what you've been able to do for us and for us we're able also to do the same for others and be that voice to others so thank you we love and appreciate you all
0: a blessing from pastor jamie there and don't you love hearing how we are inspiring others to make a difference i love that thought about how You know, Peter's mother-in-law was healed, but then she began serving others. And how in us helping other people, it's a flow-on effect, helping more and more people. You know, where Pastor Jamie is, Burundi, is in, you look at most places, it's around the top five poorest nations on earth, the the, the lowest nations per income per person. And yet, here they are giving a faith promise in a church in one of the poorest nations on earth, what incredible faith! I remember Pastor Jack talking about when he actually went and visited Pastor Jamie in his church, and they took up a faith promise offering. and And later on, Pastor Jack was doing the calculations with someone, and they probably worked out that that was the the largest missions offering that he he's ever res- collected or faith promise offering. Uh, based on the capacity of the people to give. Like that widow giving the two mites, it was all that she had, and yet it made such an impact. And I love that we are inspiring others to make a difference. Your giving, your generosity, yes, it's impacting lives, but it's also an inspiration as well to others across the world. You know, people who might be in the mission field can become a missions force because of your inspiration. And so church, let's keep up the good work. Let's keep stepping up in faith and allowing God to use us because that is impacting the world. Well, another legend that we've been able to to partner with in the nations is Pastor Paulos Waratno and for over twenty years we've been working in Indonesia with Pastor Paulos and their incredible ministry that they have throughout the nation. And you know I love the favor that Pastor Paulos has in Indonesia. The government is asking him to come into situations in his ministry to be able to help. In the local prisons, they're getting invited in to, um, to minister to the prisoners because they see such a difference and impact in, in these people who have been forgotten by society, who have been cast aside, and yet they are having an impact there. Planting churches... Their radio ministry has over 50 stations across the nation. It's the largest radio network in Indonesia. And just the strategies and favor and faith of Pastor Paulos and Marlisha to step out and have an impact in Indonesia is just amazing. And I love, again, that we partner with such faithful, such integral, and such amazing people. And so Pastor Paulos has sent us a word to encourage us. Let's check it out.
2: Imagination Church, I just want to say thank you very much for having me and also thank you very much for supporting our ministry in the middle of this pandemic, your support is very, very important to us so that we can continue doing the church planting, broadcasting our program from the radio, helping orphans, equipping leaders, praying for the sick, and also. Doing other ministry, but something happened to me. Like uh, two weeks ago, God spoke to me. Paulus, get up, go to the house of Pastor Subali in Negara City, which is two hours from Denpasar, and speak the word that I have. Speak to him. Say something. Get involved. Do something. So this is what happened. I woke up, and I took. Uh, some of my staff with me we drove for two hours we arrive at pastor subali's house and when i saw pastor subali and his wife god starts speak to me about something i ask pastor subali how are you doing and he bursts in tears because for 5 years he has been suffering from parkinson And he couldn't continue the ministry because of that. And then his wife suffered from diabetic. And they're struggling to survive with two daughters who are still teenagers. The daughters need a future for school. And of course, they need money to pay the tuition fee and everything. And then I asked, how many people still live in your church? One family. When I heard that something happened into my heart. Lord, why you send me to this place? Why you send me to meet Pastor Zubali? And the Lord said, I want you to speak my words, give him encouragement. And then I start sharing about the words of God and uh, giving the message that God put in my heart, encourage him to face the reality, the struggle that they have right now. And then, when I listen from them, the struggle that they have, they don't have money for medication and everything, I start asking God. I speak to God on their behalf. Lord, help him. Lord, help Pastor Subali. Lord, they've been suffering for many years and uh, they're struggling for their life. Church, when I left their house, my heart was like right, disturbed, and I start praying and talking to God. I, I speak up, I talk to God on their behalf. I ask God for miracle. And while I'm still texting my friend, some of them, they call me, Paulus, where are you? What are you doing? I said, I'm just finished visiting Pastor Subali. And they are in desperate situation. And then two brothers from different cities saying how we can get involved, how we can help Pastor Subali. And then say they, they need money for medication. They need money for the future of their children. They need money to survive. Praise the Lord. I listen to God's voice. Praise the Lord. I obey God's command. Praise the Lord, I get up, I go to, I speak up, and then I get involved. What happened right now? People start helping Pastor Subali. Then I remember there's a time when Elijah the prophet just listened to the Lord's voice. Get up, go to uh, the widows in Sarafat in Sidon. This widow will take care of you. This widow will feed you. Church, I believe Elijah the prophet was surprised when he heard that the widow just have one breath left. And after that, they will die. But again, the prophet spoke to her the word, the message. And then, what happened this widow is really obeying and doing what god said she made the bread for prophet elijah and then the prophet said something that god will take care of you for the rest of your life and that's happened god multiply what they have and finally god take care both of them the prophet and the widow and miracle upon miracle happening along the way. This is what happened when it comes to mission. This word is very important. Get up. Get up from your comfort zone. Get up from your laziness. Because sometimes when you fail, there's no challenge. Then you have a comfort zone and you forget that we have a calling to do something for people outside your house. So get up and get out. Get out, find someone. Go to someone. There are people in desperate situation. There are hopeless people. There are people in the bondage. There are people who need the voice of God. There are people who need encouragement. There are people who need something from you. Church, I believe this is what happened. Every time God wants to help somebody who are in a desperate situation, god use someone like you and me just like the prophet so when you obey yes lord here i am and then you go and you hand in something you give something you get involved you speak something the miracle happened So what we need to do is just listen to the voice of the Lord, listen to the voice of the people on the street, and then you bring them to God, and God will do something in your life. That's what happened to me. That just happened two weeks ago. Get up. Go to someone. Speak the words. Get involved. And you see the miracle happening in the middle of this struggle in our life. Praise the Lord. So this is what I want to share with you. In the middle of this pandemic, Mercy Indonesia still go out, get involved, share food relief for pastors, rescuing orphans, helping people with prayer, broadcasting the good news, send the message through text message and online ministry. And see what happened? A lot of people get saved. A lot of people get healed. A lot of people get delivered from bondage. And we already have four people in the office that just receive call and text message and just praying for the people. So in the middle of this pandemic, we are harvesting souls. We are saving many people by the grace of God. And in fact, we are still two church planting and we still broadcasting and start new station and then next week i will baptize 26 families the hindu family who came to lord in the middle of this coffee church thank you very much for supporting our ministry we want you to pray for us because indonesia is in harvest time and our problem is still same the harvest is plentiful but the workers is few. Pray for us so that God will call a lot of young people to come to our mission school. We send them to the villages and start a church, and then we will pray, we will support, and we will see together we will accomplish more. Thank you very much. God bless you. Uh, we are so grateful for this solar right here for our friend, new believer in Bang. Uh, City in uh, Nagara and uh, many of them for the first time believing in Jesus So they need discipleship too. So this radio and all the teaching will be helping them to become followers of Christ
3: Wow What a wonderful thing to have a missions Sunday on the field and What a privilege today to hear from Phil and Amanda as they have sat in this church, been a part of this church for many, many years. And uh, as Amanda has said, has heard over and over again that we live to make Jesus' last command our first priority. And as a precious couple, dear friends, personal friends of many, not just Carol and I, stepping up to do something big and bold for God, we're so proud of the Douglas family. And we're so proud that your missions giving now is not only going To the nations of the world but some of that missions giving now supporting this precious family we are their sending church we are their covering church and we will continue to be engaged with them and then to hear from jamie jamie and leah peters during the rwanda genocide and you understand that burundi is just one border it's just it's just kilometers from Rwanda, but there was also a genocide in Burundi, and Jamie and Leah lived. They did not leave, as all missionaries did during that time. They stayed and lived and pastored and nurtured and cared for people during that unthinkable genocide, and that we get to partner with such an amazing family. We love them dearly, and we're able to continue to support them. And I loved the thought that even they now take the faith promise concept in one of the poorest nations on earth and are using that very same concept. And then Pastor Paulos, how we love him and how God has raised him up in the nation of Indonesia. Many, many years ago, over two decades, closer to 25 years ago, when I met that At that time, that young man, (laughs) when this young man met that young man, I just determined that everything we do in Indonesia, we're going to do through their ministry. And that's been the case, as we have literally reached hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people through radio, and we have helped plant hundreds of churches there. You know what's amazing to me today? I woke up this morning thinking about we've been kind of in pandemic mode for almost 18 months and really it's been 18 months since we had a you know full house take up a missions offering we haven't we haven't taken up a missions offering in almost a year and a half and yet i I said a week or two ago giants introduce us to ourselves. This pandemic giant is introducing us as a church to ourselves, who we truly are, because in the last 18 months, your missions giving has continued in the face of a pandemic that by its very nature instills fear and insecurity. By its very nature, it locks us not only locks us down, but it locks us in. But this giant has introduced this church to itself that we are not locked in and that we are still Open, And you have somehow found your way online week after week, month after month, and have continued to bring your faith promise and have continued to give to missions. And in the last year and a half, we have not missed one mission's commitment to any missionary or project that we have been committed to. We have not drawn back. We have stayed steady. We have stayed strong. And it's almost impossible to me that that could happen. And yet it is happening even now as I speak. Your mission's giving has stayed true in the face of incredible opposition. Your mission's giving has stayed strong. And today we're hearing from workers, partners from the field, and Mitch showed us that wonderful video of things that are still happening. We've not taken one step back in our mission's commitment. I thank God for the DNA, for the passion of this house, that we live to make Jesus' last command our first priority. Pandemic or no pandemic, blessed or not so blessed, working or even many who are not working still making that commitment, still stepping out in faith. And so, I'm overwhelmed at the miracle of what God's doing in this house. And family, there's just something about not letting this lockdown or this pandemic, you know, lock us in. There's something about staying focused on others, speaking for others. The way Jamie said that, the mother-in-law of Peter, how a voice, voices went to Jesus on her behalf. And that's what's happening in the world. Our voices are going to Jesus on behalf of others. But at the same time, our voices are going to others on behalf of Jesus. And that's what missions is all about. And so God bless you on this Mission Sunday. And I know that most of you Somehow today, or this week, or this month, you're gonna find your way online. And you're gonna find your way to that place where you and your family can continue to make Jesus' last command your first priority. And so I love you, and I'm honored to be with you. And Carol and I are honored to lead the way with you in our missions giving personally as well. I'm looking forward next Sunday to sharing the word with you. God has given me a real message that I feel is just he's breathed on it, and I can't wait to, uh, right now it's in my heart and it's in my mind, I can't wait to get to office this week and start developing that message and that word. But until then, can I say how much I love you, how much I honor you, and how honored Carol and I am to be your pastors. We will not let what's going on in the world squeeze the Jesus life out of us. We will not let it squeeze the outward focused life out of us. We will not let it squeeze some kind of a self-focused life. We won't, no, we're gonna stay focused on Jesus. And we're gonna stay focused on our mission and our mandate for others. So let me pray for you and then Matt's gonna come. Heavenly Father, what a privilege today to hear from the Douglas family, and to hear from Jamie Peters. And Lord, we of Apollos and Marlisha and how much we love them and many, many others that we have the privilege of connecting with. I bless this house today. I bless the outward focus of this house. I bless the generous hearts of families. I thank you for the legacy that parents are leaving right now for their children, that in the worst pandemic we've ever known in our generation, that we can still be true and faithful, and that this giant is truly introducing us to ourselves. And we are not about ourselves. We are about others. And so I pray your continued blessing over each one. Help and strengthen, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.